Welcome to episode three of the Learning Center. My name is Mark Diavila, and I'm here again with Jack Stewart. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mark. It's good to be with you again. Jack, I'm looking forward to this episode so much, I want to get right into it. The name of this uh, episode is called Questionable Teachers. Uh, there is a certain expectation when you become a Christian leader, and God has set uh, precedents for you. There's an extra responsibility that you must take on. And as we know these days, maybe there are some teachers that are not teaching the truth, or maybe even um, wolves in sheep's clothing. We're going to play a few audio clips, and then Brother Jack is going to tell us what the Word says about what they're saying. These audio clips are public. They've been seen by thousands of people. We did not get this in a a dishonest way. They have openly released this information on the internet. They want to be heard. Uh, In just a moment, I'm going to play audio clip, and then we'll let Brother Jack um, uh, have a summary about it. That's about enough for that. Brother Jack, what does the Bible say about this woman preaching to her congregation? Well, there's a lot that could be said, but I want to emphasize the message rather than the woman. We could talk a lot about that also and what the Bible says about that, which that's not right either. But one of the things that we need to understand in the Bible, God warns us that not everyone that claims to teach truth is going to be teaching the truth. And so he tells us in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1 that we're to try the spirits whether they are of God. And so today we try the spirits by comparing their teaching to the Bible and what the word of God says. I would challenge this certain individual to show me anywhere in the Bible where there's an example of such an event going on, of such a thing going on, of them telling the people that God said you would give this, you would give that. That didn't happen in the Bible. There's nowhere in the word of God that individuals stood up and challenged individuals to give so much, give so much, give so much, thinking that when you give, then you're going to reap the rewards of God and God is going to base his blessings to you upon what you give to him. They don't realize we're giving of the blessings that God has already given us. We're We're the recipients and we cannot give to God anything that he really needs. He doesn't need it. We're giving for our benefit. We're giving to show our love for God. We're not giving out of necessity. We don't give $1,000 so we can get a promotion. We pray to God about it and work and work and do the best we can. As he tells us in Ephesians chapter six, even with regard to our work and being an employee, we're to work as a servant of God, not as a servant of man or as an eye pleaser. And that's the way that he blesses us whenever we receive that recognition for doing so. But these things are are not in the Bible, and people are going against the Word of God whenever they do so. And these individuals, according to Galatians chapter 1 and verses 6 through 9, these individuals are cursed in the sight of God because they're not preaching the same gospel. Remember whenever Philip in Acts chapter 8 was told to go to the uh, chariot of the Ethiopian eunuch and teach him the Word of God? 
I don't remember Philip saying anything about, well, if you give me so much money, I'll tell you what that means. You know, I, there's nothing there about that. Whenever they stood, Peter stood up with the 11 apostles on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, he didn't tell the people there, well, you know, you got to give to the Lord, and then I'll tell you about Jesus Christ, and then the Lord will save you, and then you'll receive this. No, it isn't. We, we give to him of the abundance that he's already given us. He's, and God doesn't need what we have. In Acts chapter 17, whenever God introduced himself, and this is God through Paul by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God is introducing himself to these idolatrous people. And that's what idolatry is all about, is giving to the God, the idol, so that it will be beneficial to you so that you'll reap some kind of benefit from it. And that's the whole basis of idolatry. But in Acts chapter 17, as God inspired the apostle Paul to tell them about this God that they were ignorantly worshiping, that erected an altar to the unknown God. And he says to them in verse 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshiped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of man for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Of course, we are to give. The Lord has told us to give as we've been prospered, and we give on the first day of the week, when the church assembles together to worship God in the five avenues of worship that are given. But we give back to God what he has given to us. And we don't give to him so we can receive more. We give to him because we love him. Mm. And we recognize these blessings come from him. And we want to be a part of his great work of spreading the gospel, saving the souls of men. So this is all a fallacy of mankind imagination. It's a departure from the word of God where men are trying to make money. It's one of those, I call them panacea preachers. They tell you, you know, give your life to Christ. Everything's going to be all right. You'll never be sick again. He'll pay all your bills. All you have to do is give your heart to him and send me a hundred dollars. Well, she went a little further. She said a thousand dollars, but, yeah. but it, it isn't there. It isn't in the Bible. The Bible doesn't work that way. God doesn't work that way. And these people are leading people into a false faith. Because we know that the true faith is based on the word of God. And so we try the spirits of men by the word of God to see which one is right. I want to bring the audience's attention to the scripture Brother Jack just read. God is telling us God does not dwell in any one shrine, idol, cross, Buddha. There is nothing there. It is just the material that's made of. And on top of that, God made the material that we use to build it. So we want to make it real clear that there is no idol. There is no thing with life other than God. And there's nothing here on earth that's made of material that represents him. Um, Brother Jack, if that wasn't bad enough, we have one more. Okay. But but I'm gonna, we want to let the audience know we are playing these audio, audio um, segments because we want you to be aware. We want you to be aware of the, the enemy. And how he works in people and how people oftentimes become corrupted, uh, either whether it be among, uh, money or power. You know, the Bible describes the, the Satan as a, a lion seeking whom he may devour. And that's a scary thing when you visualize it out. And uh, we're going to play another questionable teacher and we're going to let Jack uh, dissect that. There are some Christians who say things like, if it ain't in the book, it ain't real. 
you talking about? You mean to tell me you got the audacity to think that everything God wants you to know can only be found in the Bible? When you worship the Bible more than you worship God, it's called bibliolatry. Somebody may be saying, so what are you saying, Pastor? We don't need the Bible? I'm not saying that you don't need the Bible. I'm saying put it in its proper perspective. You sitting up here talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, quoting Ezekiel, Malachi, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You are talking. We preach every week about folk who had no Bible. Moses had no Bible. Joshua had no Bible. Abraham had no Bible. All they had was a word from God they heard and a feeling in their heart. And here we are telling folk to stop trusting what they feel and stop trusting what they hear. Okay, Brother Jack, you heard that. Is he right? No. <laughs> uh, very sadly, he's not right. Uh, he's he's misinforming individuals and giving out information that isn't true. He said Moses had no Bible. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. He said Joshua had no Bible. Joshua received those commandments and those five books from the hand of Moses. Amen. He talks about those individuals didn't have any Bible. Evidently, he hasn't sufficiently read the Old Testament to find out who had a Bible and who didn't. But the Bible tells us itself, and God tells us in the Bible, that therein, in the written word, in the Bible, he has given us all that we need to go through this life and get to that eternal home in heaven. It's all sufficient, the Bible is. Begin with in Second Peter chapter 1. In Second Peter chapter 1, God, through the pen of Peter, and this is the word of God again, Remember, I'm not telling you what I think, what I feel, what I believe. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. Now, this man says, trust your feelings. How many times have we not been deceived by our feelings? How many times have we not really felt that somebody loved us dearly? Because right. that's what we wanted. We wanted them to love mm -hmm. us. We wanted their love. And so we were convinced. But we found out later, wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Wasn't true. Feelings will mislead you. In fact, in James chapter 1, we're warned about even deceiving ourselves and being misled ourselves. But in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 and 4, it says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. There are so many things here, Mark. We don't have time in a brief broadcast like this to discuss all of these things that are here. But note what he said. According as his divine power hath given unto, unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What is his divine power that he's given to us all these things and all things? Do you think God knows what all means? He certainly knows what all means. He says all things that pertain unto life and godliness are given to us through his divine power. And again, let the Bible tell us what that power is. Romans 1.16, Paul, the apostle Paul, was inspired by God to write concerning the gospel of Christ, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe, to the Jew and also to the Greek. And so what is the power of God? The Bible, the word of God, the gospel of Christ, not my feelings. I feel I'm right. There's prisoners, there's people on death row that felt they were right to kill the people they killed. Right. They felt they were right. Are they supposed to go by their feelings? Uh, Hitler, he felt he was right. We supposed to go by his feelings? Right. I mean, if we judge by feelings, we're going to be in a world of trouble. But here he says the sufficiency of the word of God, according as his divine power, given unto us all things that pertain 
unto life and godliness. Do not minimize the word of God. You know why some people might want us to minimize the word of God is because they know they're not teaching what the Bible says and they don't want to be compared to the word of God. They're trying to lay a foundation and say, don't go study your Bible because it'll disagree with what I'm saying. Listen to me, hear me, what you hear, what you feel. Can I make you feel good? If I make you feel good, brother, that's great. Isn't it? You know, that type of doctrine just isn't in the word of God. We have to go back to the word of God. It's given to us by inspiration. Again, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. We go to the scripture, and one of the main reasons we need to go to the scripture is not only to judge these people, but to judge ourselves. Because one day they and us will all be judged by that scripture, by the word of God, according to John chapter 12 and verse 48. We look forward to that time if we have been obedient, studied the word of God, believed it and obeyed it, followed the word of God, rather than following after man. He's true in one fight that he brought out. We're to worship God, not him. Okay. We're to hear God, not him. Hear what God says. Hear what the Lord says, because the Lord is one day going to be our judge. You know, I don't want some of our laughing when he's saying these outrageous things to be misinterpreted for uh, this to be a joke. What he's saying, like Brother Jack said, is a very sad thing because not only is he damning himself to hell, but he's possibly damning the people that are listening to him to hell. This is the reason why we play it, so that you can um, rightfully divide the truth to, to yourselves and hear the right thing. You know, Brother Jack, since he was so blatantly wrong, I'd like to ask a follow-up question about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know many of you heard the audio, uh, uh, but we were playing that as a video. That man stood... In a, on a grand stage in a very big hall that he, that they, he referred to as the church. He had many followers and he was in a very nice suit. And what he proclaimed, he said confidently. And what he said, he said eloquently. Are these things to pay attention to when we're studying out the Word? Not when we're studying the Word. That's the reason that you mentioned at the beginning of this, and we try to mention it on our podcasts and on all of our uh, avenues of teaching the Word of God Follow up on even what we say. Check us out too. Go to the Word of God and make sure that what we're telling you is the truth. Because it tells us here, we can't look at an individual like that and say, well, he's successful. He's being blessed of God. We don't know that he's being blessed of God. Some of the wealthiest people in the world are some of the most evil individuals in the world today. Oh, don't you know. So that, that's one of the things we can't go by. And the Bible warns us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, when Paul through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, defended his own apostleship and being a disciple of Christ. And he brought out about the false apostles and false teachers. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in 13, verse 13, he said, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. We don't want to go where this man is headed unless he repents. And it's our prayer that he will find Mm -hmm. the truth and repent and come to God in obedience to his will, as it is with all individuals. We say these things because it's the truth of the Bible. And when an individual defames the word of God or teaches things different than the word of God, we're told in Jude verse three to earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered to the saints. And that's what we're trying to do, Mark is contend for the faith 
and show people the right way to obey the Lord and to get to heaven. Jack, I appreciate you giving us some insight on some of these lessons, uh, quote unquote, that was provided here today. Jack, um, is there any way that uh, people can hear you, um, hear some of your sermons, contact you? Yes, they can contact me through the uh, website, uh, cocev.org. Uh, they can contact me through that website. Uh, they can also contact us through the Facebook page, East Bakersfield Church of Christ. That's our Facebook page. You can go there and contact us. Uh, they can see some of the sermons and view them on YouTube. We have the East Bakersfield Church of Christ has a page on YouTube where you can see a lot of sermons, not just by me. Mark is on there also, and so is uh, Les Hopper, who's now deceased, but he's on there too. And so we're thankful that we have that avenue that the Lord has blessed us with. You can go to those. And then there's Bible Study Time, a radio program that is broadcast over the Wilkins Radio Network, and it's called Bible Study Time. And if you want to see a schedule of that and when it's broadcast, you can go to our Facebook page or our website and you can find a schedule there. But I also want to extend an open invitation to all that are in the Bakersfield area to come and be with us at any of our assemblies to worship or our Bible classes at the Church of Christ of East Bakersfield. We meet at the building at 3500 Bernard Street. We have Bible classes Sunday morning at 9.30, our assembly to worship at 10.30, our Sunday evening assembly to worship at 5 p.m., and then Tuesday and Wednesday we have Bible classes beginning at 6.30 p.m. And everybody is welcome to attend. We'd be glad to have you there. It is our will that you follow God's will. And we want to help you in any way we can with your studies at home. Would you like to study from home? Do you want us to send you some material? Once again, contact us through our website, cocev.org, and we'll send you something out in the mail. But we'd much rather see you in person and study with us, if that, if you are able to do so. We hope to be with you next week, and we just appreciate your time. And we'll see you again, Lord willing. <music>